0: Hi,
1: I'm Natalia. I'm Gen Z. I'm Molly, a millennial.
2: This is Arneesha. I'm Generation X.
1: I'm Micah, the Boomer.
2: We are Dame Talk.
0: Hi listeners, this is Molly. Today we're talking about work-life balance, which is of course a super important topic for a lot of us. Um, and one thing that I, I saw is that not only is it an important topic, but it's growing as an important topic. So. According to Google Trends, um, the the idea of work-life balance has been somewhat consistent over the years since 2004 when they started tracking, since Google really started becoming what it is and tracking their, their searches. Um, and so people just searching for the topic work-life balance has stayed relatively even over that time. Um, it did interestingly dip down right around the recession, which I think people stopped so much about work, I just want work. Exactly. Right. Um, but then also about that time, as in two thousand eight, two thousand nine, when the recession was was at its peak. The the search term for jobs with good work life balance started increasing massively, mm-hmm. and so it continues to do so, uh, which I just found interesting. So people wanting to really have a balance or have harmony is another term, work-life harmony Mm -hmm. um, between their personal lives, their work lives, their family and friends is is, um, growing, growing importance. So thought we'd dedicate an episode to it um, Mm -hmm. talking about the pitfalls of trying to find work-life balance, why it's so important to us um, and some different, different ideas and opinions on when, you know, we're going to have less of it Mm -hmm. than other times. So, Work-life balance does have a lot of meaning for me. When I think of balancing something, I picture in my head the scales, and it's perfectly even, and you know, it's balanced and equilibri- equilibrium. And of course, that's not really a realistic view of what balancing work in life is ever going to is ever going to be. Um, so that puts it already on kind of a too hard to achieve level. So we're making it too hard for ourselves when we think of it that way. Um, other people talk about it as like more work-life harmony. So just finding you know, whatever works for you. So that could be that you are, uh, you know, you work better in the evening. So maybe you are coming home from the office and you're putting in another couple of hours at work, but that's because you can be more productive that way, which then allows you to shift around your attention to more personal matters in other times. Um, there was another analogy that I came across that was thinking of it in, as like your day or your time as one big pie. So rather than separating out and here's your personal life and here's your work life, instead you've just got this big pie of time and how are you, how is that pie being split up? Um, so that it's not just, so it's, it's kind of relaxing some of those boundaries. Um, but it's still coming out of the same, you have a finite amount of time in your day and energy in your, in your place. Another idea is framing it as seasons. So you might have one season that's more focused on work and that, you know, is going to be a particularly busy time at work, but then the next season might be focused on your family. And so maybe you're pulling back a little bit from work and it's a little bit more of a a cycle and an ebb and a flow. But of course, one of the things that we're trying to avoid with having a good work-life balance is burnout, which is a very serious issue. Um, And this is Mayo Clinic calls it a state of physical, emotional, or mental exhaustion combined with doubts about the competence and value of one's work. Mm -hmm. So it really seeps into every aspect of your of your day. And then that's when we've spoken on other episodes about, you know, having self-doubt and kind of questioning your own, your own work. And are you, are you doing a good enough job? You're pushing yourself to be perfect, you know, all these different things. And burnout is really contributing or can contribute to having doubts in those. So, um, Harvard business review says that burned out employees cost an estimated hundred. In $25 billion to $190 billion wow. a year. Oh my God. Um, in healthcare spending in the US. Oh. So that's just a So that's not even wow. in the full amount that it costs the economy. That's specifically yeah. in health Wow. Mm. And part of that is that um, in a study from 2017 showed that people who worked longer hours um, than what was considered regular, so generally more than 40 hours a week in full time, um, were more likely to experience anxiety and depression, mm. more likely to have sleep issues. Mm. Um, And then another uh, study that was done in 2015 showed that uh, workers, lower and high wage workers alike who work more than 55 hours per week are 33% more likely to suffer a stroke than people who work between 35 and 40 hours a week.
2: Wow. That's significant.
0: Yeah. So this is this issue of burnout and this, this idea of trying to find a way to balance, you know, work and life. Um, is serious. It's, right. It has serious health implications, serious mm-hmm. and then serious financial
2: implications.
0: Mm-hmm. Um so wanted to just t- kind of introduce it with kind of the, the issue of work-life balance, the issue of burnout, which we're trying to avoid, and then wanted to get your thoughts on on what work-life balance means to you, um, or work-life harmony, or whatever term you prefer to use. Um, for me, I really understood. I found the I realized the importance of finding work-life balance. I took a trip in 2016. I went to Cuba for nine or ten days, Mm -hmm. Um, and it was the first time that I had taken a vacation where I had truly logged off, and not just logged off of work emails or you know, but just logged off entirely. There's not a widespread internet in Cuba, Mm -hmm. so you have to buy a Wi-Fi card, and you can only use Wi-Fi in uh, certain public spaces. Um, so you really have to go out of your way and then you have to use those precious minutes that you have paid for. <laughs> so <laughs> I definitely was not going to use those minutes to check my work email. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, and wasn't even getting on social media. I was basically emailing, you know, people back at home being like, Hey, you know, this is what we did today. Miss you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so it really put a different importance on what I was doing mm-hmm. when I was logged on. Um, but when I came back, it was amazing. The kind of the the high that you get, so to speak, of going on a vacation. It felt like it lasted longer. Um, it felt more Ooh. immediate. For the first time in my life, I didn't have any dark circles under my eyes. Wow. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it was it was great. It was so great. And so I realized that was for me, that was a a moment uh that I really realized that like I need to do this for my own mental health. I need when I am on vacation, I need to be on vacation. I I am somebody I need boundaries, I need to be able to log off unless there's a major emergency, mm-hmm. but I am not a doctor. You know, a I am point. not a, a emergency responder. Mm-hmm. There's nobody, you know, lives are not at risk in right? whatever emergency mm-hmm. might come up at the office. So for yeah. me, um, I very much value having these boundaries. It's important for me to, you know, maybe six o'clock rolls around and I'm not checking my emails. I have it turned off on my phone so that I generally, I'm not tempted by the little bubble that pops up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then certainly when I go on vacations, that's that's my time, wow. that's my time. So I've been talking a lot about, about <laughs> the issue of work-life balance and kind of how I found my boundaries and mm-hmm. needed to do that. Um, but I know it's very different for everybody. Everyone has different opinions and what works for them. So I would love to hear from 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 you all dames on your kind of approach to work-life balance and how it, how it plays a role in, in your day-to-day.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I think it's really around the culture of the place that you work,
0: mm-hmm.
1: how you can deal with work-life balance. Um, it's interesting that you say healthcare is like the like billions of dollars we're spending because people are stressed out, burnt out. Yet for me, I've been in environments where I, I do like to work out. As I said, as I said before, I like to work out during lunchtime, but if I'm in a culture where they're looking at me, like, why is she going to work out? You know, like how long is she going to work out for whether I'm getting the, you know, the work done or not? There's a, like, why is she leaving the office to do this? Not, mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, that's great. She's working out, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, but then I've been in environments where they've encouraged you to work mm-hmm. out. So it's, You know, especially if you can do it as a team, you know, whether someone likes to walk or you like to do the treadmill, but making it more of a team effort. That's how um, I find that the culture has allowed me to do my workouts. And when I work out, I feel so much better about my day, regardless of what happens with it. So Mm -hmm. that's my balance that I look for. Um, And for
2: me, it's the it's the flexibility to do the personal things I need to do when I need to do them. Um, I'm not good at unplugging, I'm not. I'm the person that does. I do check my emails when I'm on vacation. I do check it when it pops up at night. I'm not good at that. I'm, I'm really not good. But to me, what is important is that when I need to take care of something personally, that I'm in an environment that supports that. And I've had a couple different situations. I had a medical issue three or four years ago, and interestingly, I was able to go through that situation and not be, not take off any days. I mean, a significant period of time. And why is that? It's because when I was in bed healing, I was still online. I was still, (sighs) but it was okay to me. I'd rather do that than have this huge mountain of things that need to be addressed when I return. And also from a medical perspective, and this was just me, it was a good distraction. Now, at the time, I was actually working for a company that was very flexible in terms of being able to work from home so that worked out very well for me so I didn't have to take a leave of absence I didn't have to take go on medical leave because I was still doing projects while I was while I was healing so as long as they saw that I was working everything was fine so it worked out really well and and truthfully when I was when my son was young um, work-life balance was a big 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 struggle because um, you spend ideally, right? You you want to be there for home by a certain time, so you can be there for dinner. You can be there to, to give them their baths, to go to bed. That's in an ideal world. Um, I, truthfully, when my son was young, I just didn't have that balance. I didn't. Um, I was happy when I was able to make most of his activities, particularly when he was in elementary school. But there are some things that even to this day I can remember missing, like plays that I might have missed or other activities because I had I was not in a environment that was as flexible. So if you were working, you needed to be in the office, you know, in a place where you can work from home. I find that that culture gives you the opportunity to just have more flexibility to balance work and life. Mm -hmm. Um, My old CEO at that company said, "Look, as long as the work is done." He was totally fine with that. And it right. wasn't just parents. It wasn't just, you know, some people stayed home um, because they had a commitment to a parent. And they might go online and start working at 8 o'clock at night. But the next morning when you got in, the project was done. Mm-hmm. So that's really, you know, that's really what matters. So to mm-hmm. me, uh, work-life balance is really the flexibility to do what you need to do personally yeah. when you need to do it without being penalized for it. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. That's great. Um, and I totally I love that the idea of being able to do what you need to get done, whenever when you need to do right. it. Yeah. How do you How would you recommend? So you know, I've worked in a few places where you know working from home was something that was you know they were just starting to test out, and there was some some people were a little more hesitant than others. There was you know a contingent of us who were very pro work from home because we saw you know in New York living in New York, it's been oh, yeah. these commutes on the subway that. Oh man, even if it's an, it's an hour long, 45 minutes, an hour long, and on the subway, you're just, you and your 8 million closest friends, it's just, <laughs> I mean, just, it's just it just assaults you in every sense. Right, right. just crammed on the train and it just, by the time you get to the office, I always felt like by the time I got to the office, I was already so beat down. Mm. So I know for me, when I get to work from home, just being able to take that out mm-hmm. um, of the day, I'm, I feel so much more productive. But what about for people, so creating this, this culture at the office of, you know, that work-life balance is important or working from home or being able to do those personal things. What about, how do we, if we don't have that kind of culture, mm, if that isn't, right. and I think a lot of it comes from, you know, right. kind of top down, but like right. what, is, what should people do in a situation where maybe they don't feel like the culture is there mm. um, that supports that? How can they start that conversation? Well, or put those
1: boundaries in place. Yeah, I was gonna say, then that comes down to time management almost, where you have to be super efficient. Where you, you, people who have a lot of commitments, you will hear them say, like, I compartmentalize, I'm focused because I know I have to get out by a certain time or I need to get this done. So they tend to be probably less social. Like, they're the ones that are like, I, I can't go to lunch with you. I gotta get this done. So, I think that's where your time management comes in and can help. Mm-hmm. Um, but starting the conversation that if it's a culture, that's just not receptive to it, then you either, you know, if you like your job, you, you deal with it, or if you don't, then you look for that place, which I think is why when you said the Google search was work with work life balance, then you try to find that place. And I think companies are being more competitive, especially when the job market is, you know when you have a lot of jobs open, then that's the time to make your move. Mm-hmm. Don't wait for a recession. So, I'd say now is the time yeah. if you do want to ask for something like working from home or doing something a little different with your time, do it now. Yeah, that's a really good yeah. point.
0: Yeah, and what would you say for uh, so thinking about how culture, office culture, of course, is kind of top down and bottom up, but thinking about something like work life balance a lot of that is driven by management. So Mm -hmm. how, um, as you know, people who have been managers, um, what would be your suggestion, your advice to people who are managers to like get into this mindset of kind of trusting employees or starting this, this journey on, you know, to me it's kind of like relaxing a little bit, pulling back,
2: you know, having that trust in employees. but how do you, how do you get that started? How do you kind of, I I think you have to try. I think you have to just give it give it a shot. You know, maybe if you if you are a manager and you are you have a team, just let them know that you've really been thinking about just improving a work-life balance, especially because if you have a a, a, a close knit team, you kind of have a sense of what's going on in each one's life. Nothing super personal, but you understand if somebody's taking care of a mother, you understand if somebody has a young child, like you, you understand those things. And if it's something that you want to implement and say, look, I really like us to just see if we can improve the work life balance by you can work from home once, maybe twice a week. But I think that you need to be really clear on what your parameters are. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, the person needs to be accessible, okay, unless they're in a situation where they can't be. And if that's the case, then you have to tell me. So if you're taking your mom to a doctor's appointment at 10 in the morning, right, I need to know I'm going to be out of pocket from 9 until 12. But after that, you can reach me. I'll be at my home office. You can call me there or you can call me on my cell or text me if you absolutely need me. Because I think the biggest issue from a managerial perspective is that people aren't doing what they need to do. That's the fear, that because they're out of sight, mm-hmm. that they're they're not going to do what they're supposed to do. And we're not kids. We're professionals. We're adults. So I, I think the best thing to do is just like, let's just give it a shot. Let's see how it goes. Let's start one day a week. See if you see a difference in productivity. You might actually see that morale goes up. Because people are constantly trying to juggle their what they have to get done with with work. And if they know that they're in an environment where it's like, okay, you got a doctor's appointment. That's cool. When can we talk to you again? When are you available? Are you still on track for that project? That's why at my last job it worked so well because it was everybody from the top down. If you needed to work from home, you worked from home. Yeah. Get, as long as your deadlines are made and when, when we need to reach you, we can get in contact with you. We know you're not off on some boondoggle or having fun. <laughs> you know, you, it, it's, you allow people to be professionals. And every level did it. It didn't matter. I, we, everybody did it. And because of that, it was, it was good. But you had to, um, you, to go back to your question. You just got to give it a shot. And try it on a small scale. You know, maybe say, how about Friday afternoons? You guys get to work from home. You know, and see how it goes with the Friday afternoon and then say, okay, on Friday, you can work from home. And just Mm -hmm. to see if you see a difference in people's working patterns.
1: But I think if you're looking for um, flexibility, oftentimes you have to over communicate what you're doing. You know, at least as if you're starting it and it's something new. Just so people know that, hey, I'm going to hit this deadline, you know, um, it's due in three days. I'm on track. Don't worry. Take the initiative to over communicate to your manager. Don't wait for your manager to ask you. That's right. I think that will then give them much more confidence just in general that you're you know, you know what you need to get done and it's happening. And I don't have to think about it because you've already checked in with me and told me. So I'm like moving on to the next thing. Absolutely. Um, As a manager, that's just helpful. And
2: and I also think, you know, you think of work-life balance, it's also doing things that are important to you, right? So it could be that you want to volunteer for AIDS walk or something that where it's not just an activity that you do on that weekend, but it's something that you have to prepare for, mm-hmm. perhaps because you're part of a committee or whatever during the week. So it's also being able to go in and say, look, do we have any, do we have any concessions for volunteering? Do I have to take it as a personal day? Do I have to as an organization, is there anything we can do because I'm really passionate about this. I really care about this. So I think that it's, again, it ties back to flexibility, but it's it's going to your company and seeing how far they're willing to, how much they're willing to, to, to compromise with you on to ensure that you're fulfilled. You know, that's what work-life balance is about. It's so that you feel fulfilled, not just in your work, but just also in your private life.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, as we're talking about work-life balance, this is also, I think, important to kind of remind ourselves that not everyone gets the option for work-life balance. So, you know, if you have families who are working multiple jobs or, you know, pay to, paycheck to paycheck, mm-hmm. it's not really an option of, you know, going into work or taking a couple hours off. Like, you know, you, the reality is, is that people often don't have the choice. You have um, to
1: physically be worse. Exactly. Yeah. That's right. Yeah.
0: You, yeah, yeah. you can't do it from, from home or right. somewhere else. So I think that's, you know, something to kind of, Keep in mind if we've we got this privilege of being able to work flexibly or yeah. you know to, to balance that to then be cognizant of people who, who don't yeah i think um, that's
2: a good point but, but it might so. also go good. It, it, it i think it also goes back to your point about boundaries mm-hmm. right so if if you're not able to get any type of flexibility then i think that that might mean that you might have to say okay at eight o'clock whatever time it is as of eight o'clock I go off. So if if you know that as of if you want to communicate with me, then as long as you reach out to me by eight o'clock, I'll respond. But after eight o'clock, I, that's family time. Mm-hmm. So I really don't check. I, I think yeah. it's OK, but you have to go back to what Micah said and just communicate that. So that way you're setting your boundaries and people know, OK, we know we can't reach Molly after eight. So if there's anything I need to, re- to communicate with you about, I can text you or email you about it before that, because I know after that you won't respond again until eight mm-hmm. o'clock the next morning. So, yeah. I think that because that gives you your private time at night. Like, I'm not looking. So if you communicate to me at that time, I won't see it until tomorrow morning. Yeah,
1: but that's I also good. think for those folks that don't have as much flexibility in their job, then it, it's a matter of using your resources to the max, right? Asking for help mm-hmm. and getting the people around you, whether it be family, friends, mm, figuring point. out ways that they can help alleviate some of that stress of not Of getting things done or helping you get things done um I I think that then don't don't be afraid to ask for help Mm -hmm. and that can help with your work-life balance it doesn't Mm -hmm. necessarily have to be your job but outside of your job how do you do that
0: yeah and I think and that leads to a point of you know for people who are in part-time positions or who are balancing things that aren't just work and personal life. So Natalia, you've got school, you've got work, you're applying to, to the Navy, you enlist in the Navy, you know, you've got all these things going on. So I think there's also this, you know, broader idea of kind of balancing those priorities too. Yeah. I mean, I think for people in my like age demographic, it's more of like a social balance. Like, Oh, do I, um, study a few more extra minutes or another hour
2: for this test tomorrow? or do I go hang out with my friends because I won't see them until next weekend? Stuff like that. So, um, I don't know. I mean, you all, no matter like what age you are, you still have to sort out your priorities. Mm-hmm. So, um, I don't
0: know, just as we're growing up, I think it really starts to dawn on this that like, Oh, um, seeing my friends isn't the most important thing. I have to start like, you know, hunkering down on my studies. Like I, my friends won't get me into college. You know
2: what I mean. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just like gaining more discipline in that, I guess, is like what can really help you when you're older and like gaining discipline on deadlines and like
0: when you're working for like actual companies. You know.
2: What mm-hmm. I mean? So
0: yeah, and I think too, like thinking about too from the perspective of you know when we were kids and we had working parents, mm-hmm. like you know, Arisha, you've talked about before of like the the struggle with that you felt a lot of guilt. Earlier mm-hmm. in your career, of you know, you were raising your son, and you but you also had work, and sometimes you mm-hmm. had to balance that out. And my mom was a single parent for uh, until I was about ten, and so you know I know the the struggles that she had to go through of figuring that out with two young kids, and mm-hmm. she worked quite a bit so that she could give us you know a nice life and, right. and all of that. Right. So looking back on it, one thing you know that I I want her to know, and you know, I'm curious how anyone else feels about this, but I want her to know that. Those sacrifices that she made, if she did have to work long hours, this is going to maybe sound terrible, but I didn't really notice. i <laughs> <laughs> like, I knew she wasn't was home. We had a babysitter, you know, whatever. She was, but like, I, the guilt that she, I know she put on herself. Right. Like kids aren't gonna notice that, you know, they notice when you're there. That's yeah. great. They don't really notice when you're not. That's a right, like, good point. Um, so for me it was like, you know, I could see that as a kid, I was like, Oh yeah, she works a lot, but like, oh, we're having fun with this babysitter. Kind of cool. <laughs> that's that's right. great, you know, and so, like, <laughs> so kind of relieving some of that stress and that pressure that I think,
2: you know, especially women tend to put themselves in.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Um, I I think that's good. And that actually is is uh is a good thing to hear as, you know, as a, as a mom, because you do, I, I mentioned it before you have, you have a lot of guilt, but if it, if you, I, I always look back now that my son is, is I'll say a young, young adult. I always look back and, and think about what did I instill in him in being a working mother, mm-hmm. you know? And, and for me, I, I, I hope that I instilled that you should find a, you should, when you have a partner, See her as exactly that, a partner. So she might have work obligations, work commitments. Those are things that she's going to have to work out with you um, as as you get older. And it's completely fine for a woman to be out there working. Like any sexist thoughts, I I hope I squash them Mm -hmm. because, you know, it's completely fine to have a woman that is a, a mother or a woman in your life that is a professional that has true commitments, big commitments at work um, and obligations outside of the home and has to find ways to juggle things to manage the two, you know, and, and hopefully, you know, you're if, if our children see it the way you just mentioned, then you end up still looking like you were a decent mom. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You, know, right, you yeah. still end up looking like you were a decent mom because you were there. It wasn't necessarily the quantity of time that you wanted, but the quality exactly. was there where you have the, the relationship, that you've established a relationship that needs to
1: be there. So, yeah. I think that's exactly it, the quality. You would have noticed if you would missed a meal, right? right, right. (laughs) So if you were hungry, you would have noticed that, you know, or didn't get something that you really needed, or yeah, absolutely. Or if she was gone for, you know,
0: very long periods of time. But you know, it was, it was, um, you know, the time that we did spend together was was quality. Yeah, I think that was the really important thing that I remember from second. Thanks. Okay. Any other? Any last thoughts? Any?
1: I think it's just work-life balance is so personal, mm-hmm. it, and so I think once you know what that means to you, then you work to achieve it for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, because nobody else can tell you what is a balance for you, or you know what you should be doing or not doing.
0: Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you, James, for, for chatting work-life balance with me. Um, this is a super important topic. Ever mm-hmm. since I went, on, well, especially since I went on that trip and. Realized how lovely it was for me personally to totally disconnect, um, from, from everything, not even watching the news. Um, so, so I've always kept this as a big priority.
1: That's your barometer. Yes, Yes. that's the,
0: that's the peak. So, um, so listeners, thanks for, for tuning in and stay tuned for, uh, the next episode coming up next week. If you have any questions, email us at dametalk4 at gmail.com. That's dame Talk and the number four at gmail. To learn more about us and these topics, check out our website at dametalkpodcast.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thanks for listening. This is Dame Talk. We don't know everything, but we know enough.